What's up, everybody? This is Gratitude Unfiltered. We are live on Facebook. We are live on Instagram for the first time uh, in a long time. We're going to experiment with a couple things tonight. Uh, unfortunately, on Instagram, I can't do the interview thing along with Facebook, but Instagram that's watching right now. You can check this out at facebook.com slash gratitude and see it live. You can see who I'm interviewing. I'm super stoked about uh, the interview tonight. This is actually something that's coming back from uh, my old life. My old life working with complex disabilities. Uh, and uh, really something that to this day that I still get geeked out by. I, I For 18 years from the age of 16 to 34, I worked with complex disabilities like uh, spinal cord injuries, ALS, muscular dystrophy. And um, it's funny because I'm so, so stinking passionate about fighting for others who can't fight for themselves or don't know that they can fight for themselves. And I really love that. But it's funny. I just was thinking about this every time somebody would say, like, you know, like, what, what do you dream of being? And I would always say talk radio <laughs> or having a talk show. But I never knew that was possible back then for but for 18 years. I uh, was so blessed to get to work with some extraordinary people. Um, and and look, I, I, it's not like it was a savior type thing. It was just that we've I fought for people with disabilities. And it's something that I deeply care about to this day. I still try to help where I can. Um, you know, again, I've been out of the industry for five years because I've been pursuing a different dream. But um, I said it'd be longer than that. Oh, my gosh. Wow. It's been much longer than that. Um, so anyway, I'm really excited about our guest who I don't see yet, which is, you know, I'm a little bit early. I came live today, but again, Instagram, uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, this is trying something new. I'm trying to figure out how Instagram works. So I'm going to go live from there, even though you can't see the guest and it makes zero sense, but what are you going to do anyway? So it's good to see you guys. Um, wow. So this has been a very, very interesting, um, month and, uh, two weeks since I've started pursuing acting. And I'm just gonna talk while I'm waiting uh, on our guest to get here. But it has been, wow. It's been the mo one of the most humbling experiences of my life. As if I haven't been humbled enough. I've been humbled quite a bit in my day in a lot of failures and a lot of frustrations and a lot of other things. But in the end, I really think it just helps you just build character and uh, you know, you build um, God, I guess it's just this never quit attitude. I mean, every time you fail, I guess you could say I give up. And here's the thing. I'm probably the world's worst actor, world's worst actor. Uh, and I'm learning, I'm learning and, but it's one of the most challenging things I've ever experienced. Um, it, because I, I it, like Meeks, I don't prepare for the show, but I just, I can talk from the heart and I'll share what's on my mind. I'll share what's on my heart, share what's like what I feel led to talk about. I'm going to talk about it. And, you know, but when you're reading someone else's words and then you have to own that, that's a whole other thing. And wow, it's not easy for me. Um, so I have so much respect for people that are acting so many people, so much respect for people that are choosing that career path because and then especially the people that are all in it's so stinking hard so mad respect to really everybody that's involved in that industry but anyone that's pursuing their dreams i think needs to be applauded because pursuing your dreams is not a it's not an easy road and um so i just i've i've, I've learned a lot of I, i've learned 
to have tremendous amount of respect for a lot of different people I never in my wildest dreams uh, thought I would have respect for. And uh, it's real eye-opening. But that's for people that are in any field. There's people that commit to, you know, working in the nonprofit space and, you know, that that's, they're dedicated to serving. Like, that's their career path is serving. I love that. That that to me is inspiring. So that's another reason I'm really excited about our guest that's coming on. Um, and again, Instagram Live will only be able to, to hear it, not see it, unfortunately, until we get that software figured out. Um, someone needs to invent that. A way to stream on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, because I freaking love Tumblr, uh, <laughs> YouTube. We want to be like all those platforms at one time. But I want to give a shout out really quick to Nutri. Uh, thank you guys so much. I really love you. I'm really digging this product. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't mix this collagen drink in water uh, because it's just I don't want to drink warm water and it mixes better when it's warm. So I've been putting this vanilla in coffee and it's really freaking good, especially if you like vanilla in your coffee probably could do it in your hot chocolate too, but vanilla and chocolate together, is that white chocolate? Is that what happens? I don't even know. Um, and I started taking this fat burner uh, because you know I posted uh, fat shaming pictures of myself today. So I'm gonna take this and see how it works. We'll see what's going on. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm really excited to announce our guest, um, Kiyoki King, somebody I met at a conference room. Where do we meet? I forgot what state we met in. But we met, we hit it off. I love his passion for serving all over the world. He's making a huge, dramatic impact in areas that a lot of people don't really talk about. And that's in the world of people with complex disabilities. I think he's up to some new stuff, but I'm gonna let him talk about that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my friend, Kiyoki King to the show. What's up, Kiyoki? Hey everybody, I'm really glad to be here. It's good to see you, hey. Dang, man, you look like a freaking hippie. Ah, yeah, I've been growing my hair out. You know, since I, I quit my regular job last March to do our little startup, so that means I get to grow my hair out. Oh my gosh, <laughs> man! Yeah, you look like a freaking rock and roller now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But I'm I'm getting a little gray, so I don't know. There's there's body shaming. Is there gray shaming? Okay, no gray I, shaming. Look at this. You want to talk about gray hair? <laughs> I'm I'm 39. I've had this much gray for a long time. This, this means that we're that we're wise and we're dependable. You know, we we can show up. Well, I'm dependable. I don't know how wise I am. <laughs> um, so, my friend KLB, what are you grateful for today? Oh, yeah. Actually, I was doing a, like a little bullet journal in the truck with Dave today on the way on the way here to LA. Um, you know, we had a we had a good customer meeting yesterday, and the customers are responding good to the product. But I, I was actually grateful for Dave, and I know that sounds cheesy, but my my co-founder Dave's pretty awesome. So it's never it's never cheesy to be grateful for an individual person. I I can think over the course of my life and this miracle that this miracle journey I've been on for five years that somehow I've been able to do and experience all of these amazing things and do it with no money. Yeah. And uh, I wow. just I just sit there and go, wow, I've had this angel come in my life, this angel come in my life, yeah. this one, that one, that one. Yeah. And it's and I and you just realize that as much as you want to blaze the trail yourself, yeah, you don't do it alone. Right. And, and the other thing I figured out really quick, and not, it took a while, a lot of a lot of failure and a lot of stubborn stuff. But the path, bla like standing in truth and then blazing a trail, yeah. that's when you really discover your tribe. And, and it's a beautiful thing to me. So yeah. I yeah. love that. And you're, you're a good dude. I, I'm, I'm really excited to hear about this new project. 
When did you, because I know that you were working with providing the wheelchairs all over the world in war-torn areas, doing a Tom's-like program, like buy one, get one. Right. When did you transition away from that? Well, you know, you know, I guess a lot of companies start where there's like kind of an aha moment or a, oh my God moment. So um, we had worked for uh, about five years to set up manufacturing in Indonesia of, the, of these really great wheelchairs for people with cerebral palsy. I was working for uh, United Cerebral Palsy. And um, CP. one day the factory called me and they said, you know, we've got, we've got the greatest news for us. And I kind of wondered like, why did you say for us? So Suzuki wants to make a car at our factory and uh, you know, our quality's gotten better. I was like, that's good, you know, good job guys. But you know, actually they're gonna, they're gonna do it in the room where we make your wheelchair. So can you please come get your stuff? <laughs> oh, terrible. Oh, so no. um, yeah, I mean, we had, we had visited like every possible factory and this was like the last one that we were willing to so at that point it was like oh my goodness like trying to set up um you know really great production in that country so that the people have the spare parts and they have like all the things that they need like in their country and it's local um like this is just not working um and so you know in part because of that i realized we really need to figure out a way to do this very differently and i started to explore uh 3d printing and I figured out, wow, you can actually 3D print a lot of parts now, and um, and so we've we've now developed a, a wheelchair. I'll bring it. I'll I'll bring the camera well, you're over. So 3D printing wheelchairs. Yeah. So we've we've 3D printed all the plastic parts on this wheelchair. What? There we go. Hold on, I got to show Instagram this. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the tech the technology is like not quite here yet. Um, where you know to 3D print all the parts on this on this chair takes like a month, and um, and the, and the total cost is like a thousand dollars. But in a couple of years, it'll be cheap enough that we can do local production in these countries, which will be terrific because they have unemployment problems, you know, just like everybody does. Go and back. That'll be hand rims real quick. Are those? Again? Did you you did special hand rims? Yeah, yeah. So we've got the the sort of hand rims where you know kids can uh, can get their hands on them. So you know a lot of people can't make a firm grip. Right. Um, you know, like maybe elderly folks who've had a stroke, um, but then also some kids with, with disabilities can't make a grip either. So yeah, on this chair, we have the, the, you know, hand grips that are easy to get a hold of. Is that a, is that a, that's a Tilton space, right? Yeah, this is actually the first, uh, Tilton space chair that's under a thousand dollars. We'll be able to offer this to low income country governments for about, um, for about 300 bucks. So, I mean, Josh. I mean, what when you when you were in the industry and you were making this kind of product, what what would a Tilton Space manual chair cost? So that quality would have cost us probably around, I think, twenty three to twenty six hundred dollars, depending on the company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, made in America, obviously, is going to be was going to be more expensive. But yeah, part of the problem was getting funding for those types of wheelchairs. Yeah. So yeah. So this is three hundred bucks, and then um, do you want do you want to go a little bit more wheelchair nerd for a second? I'm all about being wheelchair nerd. It's been a long time. Man. <laughs> okay. So, um, so one of the neat things here is we can take the seat off really easily. Right. And so what you're left with. So a mom could take that easily and transport. Yeah, okay. totally. So this is, this is not like a break your back kind of wheelchair. You can, you can fold up the base. Um, you know, it folds up really small, but then the other thing that's really cool is, you know, maybe they wouldn't be able to carry this with them in their tiny vehicle but they, cause they only get around on a motorcycle. Right. So then they would leave this at school so the kid can socialize and, you know, play on the playground and have, you know, like the full social interaction experience. But then they've got this, 
they've got this seat here that really folds up to like an incredibly small package. That's amazing. So and we've actually we've actually got this where you can fold it up and put it in a backpack. No so way. Now, yeah. So that's the whole thing now. That's the whole seat. So the um, the incredible thing is now, you know, mom can put the seat on her back uh, and hold the kid while dad's driving the motorcycle, drive the kid to school, right? And now right. they've got their supportive seat so they're not getting scoliosis at school. And then they can go back home and they can take the seat and put it on a different base, just like, you know, a wooden base or something like that. I. I remember, so it's been a while again, but one of the biggest problems for like mothers, especially that it's a single mom, they have a child with cerebral palsy, uh, like transporting those Tilton Space wheelchairs is nearly impossible. Yeah, yeah, in the US people have like a big van, you know, they've got like a, a converted Honda Odyssey. Right. So, you know, Medicare's, Medicare's paying, uh, you know, 30,000 bucks for the van conversion, $5,000 for the wheelchair, and then the other thing that's totally cool is, um, you know, like kids, kids need to stand on their legs so their so their femurs go strong, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so their pelvis is developed. If they don't do that, then um, their whole life they're going to have problems with their legs breaking and their their hips dislocating. Which just sounds like, I mean, what what would be more painful than your hip dislocating, right? So, I mean, it's pretty awful. That would be painful. So now we've got this. We've got this base here that's got this big open area in the back. Right. So we'll actually be able to do like a walker and gate trainer on the same base. No way. So, so now you've got a device that's convertible. So you better hope the insurance companies don't see that. They're going to start cutting people's the reimbursement again. Well, I think I think they'll save money and more people will get access to the product because a lot of people ask for uh, gate trainers now and, the, and right. they don't get approved because it's, you know, it's like, $2,000 for the gate trainer, $4,000 right. for the wheelchair. It's a huge cost. And there's, you know, for us as we're thinking about, well, there's all these like lower income countries and the government is never going to support that, those costs, mm -hmm. right? So the kid, that just means the kids never get what they need. So we kind of enter from, you know, that kind of user-centered design point of view and right. think about, okay, how can we solve this problem with the budget that's available, which might be like, you know, 500 bucks. So, but you're making this for 300 Actually, less. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that, that, so that I mean, I, I, there's a lot of people, of course, that, that may be watching or listening on the podcast or the radio version of this that have no clue about the the price of medical equipment and the cost yeah. of manufacture and then the reimbursement stuff. And it's kind of it gets it becomes one of these things that it's not the sexiest thing to talk about, right. but it's really good to know because. If someone in your life ever, unfortunately, if they have an accident, and they have you know spinal cord injury, or they get ALS, yeah, or you know whatever it may be, they have a, a stroke. Like this affects you, and understanding that how, like equipment and how you buy it, and knowing yeah. that reimbursement rates, like this stuff, does end up affecting you one way or another. It's yeah. just something you sit around and think about all day. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's there's obviously a lot of medical devices in a hospital, right? You know, you've got some, you know, sure. blood pump or, you know, whatever, some kind of thing that's, you know, in there and humming and buzzing. And you, you kind of know as a patient, you go to the hospital, you're like, there's all these machines in here and they probably cost a ridiculous amount of money, but my insurance pays for it and I don't care, right? 
That's but exactly the attitude. <laughs> assistive technology is different. And the mm -hmm. reason it's different is because, you know, like, obviously a lot of people now, like inclusion is this hugely important thing. We're, we're, yeah. we're like very aware of, you know, the woman or the, you know, the person, minority, ethnic person, something like that. They're, it's like they're, they're different and they're not included. And we're, we're just kind of getting turned on to this is so ridiculous. Like, why is that? We should include people. But for people with disabilities, a lot of times, you know, if the kid's going to participate in school and they don't, they don't have like this equipment, then they're not included. Yes, that's right. And so for, um, you know, for us, we just feel like that's, I mean, that's kind of like, a, that's a human right kind of issue, you know? So to just kind of say, oh yeah, a lot of people's equipment is too expensive, so they don't get it and that's too bad. It's like, no, you're actually, you're like really stopping their participation in society. They're not able to achieve all that they can. And for wheelchair users, there's 70 million people in the world. That's, that's double the number of people with, with HIV AIDS. It's more than the number of refugees. That's that many people that don't have a wheelchair. And so they're not mobile, Wait, they're not participating. That, say, say that number one more time, please. 70 million, 70 million people need a wheelchair and don't have one. 70 million people are in need of a wheelchair and do not have one. Exactly. Exactly. Holy crap. I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah. So well, we, talk we about talk about the global the the, the global epidemic because here in the US it's bad too. Don't don't get me wrong. Right. You have right. Your, your finger on the pulse of what this is like like around the world and this is a global audience. Yeah. So talk about that. Like talk about why well, governments are not paying for this equipment. Yeah. And so forth. Yeah, I, I mean, I want to I want to go there, but the first thing to say is is we're we're developing this product and we'll offer it on Indiegogo. We'll offer it here in the states. It'll be FDA approved, and we'll offer you know maybe it'll be like eight hundred bucks here in the U.S. Right? It costs a little bit more because of FDA and so long to sell sure. here, but we will make a little bit bigger margin. And this is this chair will be great for families that want to go on vacation. We hear these you know families say, oh well, you know we went on the cruise and we took our son and his wheelchair was you know a little awkward, and then everybody got ready to go on the excursion. And, uh, you know, his wheelchair wouldn't fit under the bus. So we just went back to the boat. So like that's a, that's a problem that families really face here in the U.S. And so I think a lot of people will like this wheelchair because uh, it allows them to be, you know, participating on vacation. It's easier to travel. It's easier to take on the plane. It's not so big. Um, it's like super durable and it's affordable and they can just buy it for cash sure. and they don't have to go through the whole complicated system. However, um, yeah, in, in lots of countries, the, the products are just like not available um, because the people that, uh, the companies that, you know, have the engineers working for them and know how to make the products, they're interested in making a huge profit and they're just not concerned about all these people that, you know, can't work with their business model. That's not on their radar. We're, a, you know, and for us, we're, we have like a, a career in, in international development. We've got this kind of humanitarian, you know, approach. Um, and uh, yeah, so we, we start with how do we serve all these people? Okay, great. We got to make something affordable. Why aren't more people doing this though? Well, I think in the old days, um, you know, it was really like, you know, business is about making profit. And if you want to do something good, then maybe give a little money to a nonprofit. And, um, and it's like two totally different things. Mm -hmm. So for, for me and my founders, we, we founded the company as what's called a B Corp. So like in our, you know, in our basic company documents, when we founded the company, so one of our, one of our basic missions is to increase participation for people with disabilities. So right. we, we named the company participant. That's the name of the company as in, as in, in you know, the, the person who's participating. Right. And so we measure both 
the increase in participation and the profit. So we've got a we've got a social mission that's just right there with, you know, making a making a good deal for investors. Honestly, but you're also doing good in the world as well. Absolutely, Not just absolutely. About becoming the biggest yeah. corporate giant you can become. Yeah, yeah. it's so, we're, we're doing yeah. good in the world, and yeah. we're showing you. Yeah, we're showing you how we're changing. Yeah. The world. yeah. Yeah, and this is great. I mean, I think, um, you know, Yvonne Chouinard in Patagonia, uh, you know, Method Soap, there's, you know, Ben and Jerry's, like, there's a long list of companies that kind of take, um, you know, their environmental impact, or honestly, like their environmental leadership, like they really take that as like, this is our core values. It's not just like this kind of greenwashing marketing spin, but it's like, no, we are really committed, and we're putting significant resources into it. And that, that's the kind of company that we want to be. And we'll, we'll make mistakes and learn. And, you know, but, but that's who we are. So. That's that's terrific. And you, when when is this going to launch officially? So we'll we'll launch the Indiegogo in the U.S. probably in June or July, um, and then uh, yeah, so we should have production in you know August, and then be shipping in October, something like that. So I I really do. Um, I, first of all, I believe. I mean, I believe in you and what you get involved with. Thanks. Um, always have, but I when you get closer to launch date, like I I'd like to you know, support any way I can. Thanks. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Those numbers are, I have a lot of causes I'm passionate about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Physical health, HIV population, I homelessness. I mean, I care. I just care for people. Yeah. Um, but this population I worked intimately with for 18 yeah. years of my life, and it really showed me what service was. Because yeah. the people that are in healthcare, you know, you hear people talk about how much doctors make. Well, they don't make that much anymore. Right. <laughs> and those are they're a plastic surgeon. And <laughs> the people like the, the the nurses, the therapists, the the, um, the 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 people that are selling the medical equipment, the people that right. are fighting the insurance companies, the people that are doing the transcribing, like it's it's a much more personal job than people give it credit to. Right. Right. And it's a fight. It is a fight yeah. to be in to to work in that industry because. You're always fighting these insurance companies that could give two craps about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, they just care about the money, and it's true because working negotiating contracts around the country, yeah. like meeting the heads of Blue Cross, for instance, in each of these states that I was going to. Yeah. Oh my God, they don't care. They yeah. don't because they have yeah. shareholders to answer to, and that's yeah. the nature of the business. It's wild. Yeah, so, it's and it's 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 so nauseating, actually. You know. Um, as as more countries GDP increases, right? Mm -hmm. Their governments want to provide good health care, right. and so wh where where we are is we're like you know there's a lot of great things about the U.S. This is this is something that's not awesome. Mm -hmm. So we want to be disruptive in this industry in the U.S. And then in a lot of these countries, like actually Pakistan just announced today that there's uh, there's 30 assistive technology products, including wheelchairs that they're gonna begin providing uh, through an insurance scheme in, and I think it's like five different states in Pakistan. Really? So just, just imagine that. So Pakistan is gonna now like begin to form this, this like possibly, you know, dysfunctional, insane bureaucracy, just mm -hmm. like you were describing. Right. But, but we're, we're, we're coming in and we're saying, no, 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 no. We wanna sell these products by e-commerce. They're gonna be delivered in a couple of weeks. There's not gonna be crazy prices. Right, because we're because we're coming and say there's a totally different way. There's no need to do that. Um, and then my my buddy Dave is my co-founder. He spent his whole career training therapists like yourself. You know, so he's he's really knowledgeable about how to enter to enter into country, 
talk to government about let's you know let's do it a different way and uh you know and we've got these terrific products so what so if somebody is wanting is the say they're in Pakistan right now or they're in uh, we have people in England that watch the show we have people in Moscow that watch the show like all over the world in Australia like if they want to find you and like know how to get involved with this project because I mean it this is significant yeah and how it's going to benefit the the the, the people with complex disabilities especially yeah. people that are in need of the Tilton space wheelchairs right right and the reason for people that don't know why Tilton space matters is because when anyone has an accident and they're going to be in bed for a long period of time. What they're they're highly susceptible to skin breakdown or a decubitus right. ulcer. Now here's the problem with the decubitus ulcer. Once you get one, it's kind of like herpes. They just kind of come back and they're not a lot of fun. Uh, not yeah. that I know from experience. Thank God. It'll kill you. It'll it'll actually kill you. It can kill you. Christopher yeah. Reeves died. Superman. The Superman died from decubitus ulcers infection. Yeah. yeah. In in a flap surgery. When you go into the hospital, you're in there for a month. And back five years, five six years ago, when I left the industry, it was three hundred thousand yeah. dollars for a flap surgery. Yeah. You're in the hospital for a month. There is a ninety eight percent fail rate, and those yeah. numbers could change. Yeah. But the, the it, it's astounding. Yeah. And, and because it's it's and it's not it's not all it's not the hospital's fault. It's a compliance issue. It's a lot of issues, and sometimes it's just a monster you can't take care of. Wound care is so expensive, and so Tilton Space wheelchairs matter because they help you relieve pressure, one, yeah. and along yeah. with the aid of a, a, a proper fitting wheelchair cushion. Like, yeah. if you think that this stuff, like, if you think it doesn't matter, you're insane. Like, it's yeah. so important because yeah. I promise you, once you get breakdown, it is infuriating. Now, we have a lot of people that are in wheelchairs that watch the show or will watch it yeah. later or listen later. They'll tell you it's a nightmare. So yeah, and this, this is, chair is important, yeah. and the fact that it's affordable is even yeah. better. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think for a lot of people, you know, this guy, okay, so I don't have a spinal cord injury, I don't use a wheelchair adequately, I don't even know anybody that does that, and it's easy to kind of say that's not my problem, mm -hmm. but the reality is there's a pretty good likelihood that all of us are gonna end up in a nursing home someday, and a lot of people die from bed sores. So, I mean, this is actually something that will affect a lot right. of people. Um, so yeah, so Tilton, Tilton space is like a great solution for that. It helps kids to breathe better and, and communicate better. They can, you know, have eyeline contact with people and, and, uh, yeah, so that all of those things are terrific. Um, and actually Joshua, the, uh, the second product that we'll release is an air cushion. So we have a, we have an air cushion and we'll also do an, an air mattress, you know, for people that are in those, you know, institutional environments so they can't move their bodies and bed sores are a problem. So, so um, like, a low, like a low air loss mattress or alternating air pressure or what is it? Or is it like an uh, air Rojo? It, it's more like a Rojo type cushion. Nice. Right? Yeah. So we'll have a, we'll have a mattress. I think the mattress will cost about $80 and then the cushion that we'll offer will be in, in more like the, you know, actually I think the mattress will be more like a hundred and the cushion will be more like 50. So, wow. So, because one of the problems that I've heard about, and again, I'm not as in tune with the industry as, it, as I used to be. Um, but one of the things that I heard is that now there's just such a long waiting list. I know that there's a lady that watches the show and that lives in Kansas. Right. And she was talking about she desperately needs a new wheelchair. And yeah. she called into one of the national suppliers and they told her, yeah, it's going to take about six months. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty standard. It, and it's, it, but yet at the same time, they still may have a copay. <laughs> right, right. And this chair, 
as cash pay is probably cheaper than what a lot of them are going to be paying out of pocket. Yeah, we've That's actually, <laughs> we've heard from Canada, people have said, you know, you're going to break our insurance system. People, yes. can, people can pay cash and receive it in a couple of weeks for, you know, for almost, for almost what they would pay in copay and wait nine months. So it, it, it just put it on a credit card. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, honestly, the expense in the time that you spend fighting insurance companies, yeah. man, I, I, I just, I can't, this is disruptive. You're going to make people mad, Kiyoki. I know it's, it's going to be, it's going to be so sad for them. I'm, I'll be okay with it. <laughs> uh, and I'll promote you like crazy, man. Hey, thanks. I, I, <laughs> I believe it. I know how important this is, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I've seen those, those doctor bills that people can't afford to pay or the yeah. insurance co-pays. And then they just tell them a lot of these companies now will say, look, you know, you, you can't afford your copay. Well, okay. You can pay it out. But paying it out, you're talking hundreds of dollars a month. And when you can barely afford to pay for your medication, right. how in the world do you expect to pay the copay on a wheelchair? Yeah. So what happens? Uh, you're just going to stay in bed, and I'll try to rotate you when I remember. But yeah, yeah that doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you just you think about like our our environment. Like, so well, the the government of Colombia is uh, is buying, right? Mm -hmm. But they don't have this whole, in, you know. Um, infrastructure of, of vendors and technicians and all these people to do all these different things like we have in the US. So for, you know, for us as a company, we're like, well, yeah, we need to make the product, but we have to think about like, how is that product going to get provided? And, and when it, when it breaks, like, how does that part get fixed? And so, so we we're doing the design, you know, really thinking about, okay, you can't make this complicated and it can't require like some weird tools or some like, you know, special training. Those so, two wrenches. <laughs> yeah. So every, uh, every bolt on the chair is either uh, 10 millimeters or 19 millimeters. And all of the processes to, to work on the chair are things that we can explain in like a 90 second video that, right. you know, that we'll put on our website and then people can learn how to do it. And all the kinds of things that a therapist, you know, would need to do, the adjustments and whatnot, they, they need to have the baseline training, but then all that information is just on our website. So if you're a therapist and you haven't worked on this chair in a while and you forgot, you just go over there and watch it and then here's the, you know, and you know how to do it. And the other thing is like, We'll, we'll be operating in Pakistan and Colombia. We've got customers interested in Russia. We've got some you know, terrific customers interested in Kenya. So all those people speak different languages. So sure. all of the videos need to be like low language. So it's not gonna be me talking you know, in English. It's just animations and here's, you know, grab this nut, turn it this way, take it off. So what kind of, um, like what kind of support would you need to be able to create a buy one, get one program for this? Hmm. Well, I think that I think that's a really I think that's a cool idea. I think a lot of people, you know, do recognize, you know, there's people that don't have what they need, and then here I'm going to buy something, you know, in the U.S. So I think buy one give one will be something we'll do on that Indiegogo campaign uh, mm -hmm. coming up, and we're actually running an Indiegogo campaign now. If you, um, you know, Indiegogo is a little bit like uh, like Kickstarter, mm -hmm. um, so you can go to you know just Google Indiegogo and then search uh, affordable wheelchair for children easy to remember and and we'll we'll pop up there um, affordable wheelchair for children and then uh, when we actually have the product ready and we're ready to ship in the USA one of our you know kind of prizes on the indiegogo campaign will be here you can you know you can sponsor a chair for somebody else or you can buy one for yourself and we'll also send one to someone else so yeah we want to we want to involve people in this humanitarian effort they you know everybody wants to kind of do some good but they don't really know how exactly to do it this is like a very tangible way um, where, you know, where people can make a contribution. We actually, so, you know, there's Barbie wheelchair, right? Wheelchair, wheelchair Barbie. You ever seen wheelchair Barbie? 
Oh, okay. I thought you, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. So, um, so wheelchair Barbie is out of production. It now it costs like a crazy amount of money. It's like a collector's item on eBay, but you can sponsor our our product now on uh, on uh, Indiegogo, and we'll three D print you a a Barbie sized wheelchair, and we'll uh, we'll you'll get to vote on our product name. The crummy name for the product now is Product One. So we we really need people to help us with that. That's a terrible name. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no so, um, I love your cause, but your name's terrible. Yeah, we we you know it's a crummy name, maybe on purpose. But anyway, so so if people contribute on the Indiegogo campaign, they get to help pick the name of the product, and then you know for the people that actually do that um, that kind of you know desktop Barbie wheelchair trophy sort of thing, right. um, we'll actually we'll 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 send them a picture of the child that received the chair they're sponsoring from Columbia. And we'll put their name on the chair, you know, so you'll you'll actually kind of be there rolling around Columbia, your name on the chair and uh, get to participate that way. What a cool idea. Hey, why not? Yeah. Well, OK, so I like your I like the name thing now better because of what you're going to do with it. But I was like, come on, man. I know you're more creative than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you are manufacturing these in the US, right? No, no, actually. So. So we'll manufacture in China, and then the the cool thing about three D printing is when you can start like little factories. Mm -hmm. So so we'll do, and this is not this year. You know, this is this is like, you know, three years, four years from now. But three right. D printing will become this the sort of thing that's like happening everywhere, where manufacturing kind of goes from you know from a big big factory overseas to like back you know like little modular factories near to people's you know near to people's homes. So. Cool you know, that's kind of a cool thing because then you can have people, you know, getting manufacturing jobs near to their homes. Um, you know, 3D printing is a little bit like printing on your computer. You press a button and out comes what you want. Um, so then you've got a bunch of 3D printers that are spitting out parts and then you've got people doing some assembly processes. So when we when we get to that point, there's no reason that we can't also put a, a factory in the U.S. And we, you know, we hope we hope to do that. Um, but uh, we definitely want to put you know, like a factory in, in Kabul, Afghanistan. There's a there's an NGO there that's mm -hmm. like the only thing that we have comes in like on an airplane or like through several countries and it's crazy expensive. Can you put a factory here? Yeah, we can totally do that. Wow. So cool, man. Yeah, I'm thanks. so happy for you. I'm so happy for you because I know how much you care about this stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just, I, I, I love that. And I love the fact that you're gonna disrupt this industry because it needs disruption. Yeah. Because when when Medicare and all the insurance companies cut funding uh, for the insurance, you know, people that are providing insurance, it put the industry in a panic yeah. and then became all of this lesser equipment and all of yeah. you know, it just it really disrupted the industry in a negative way, not a positive. And it's yeah. kind of settled now. Yeah. The problem is it's it's there's still uh, like it needs to be kicked in the butt a little bit. And I love that yeah. you're doing that because here's the thing. We can't count on. Medicare and other insurance companies the way we've known it over its history. It's going yeah. to change. It has to change. It must yeah. change along with every other industry. Yeah. It's people like yourself that are disrupting the way things have been done for the yeah. better that's going to allow access for more people. And that's yeah. what it's all about. Because you said how many? 97 million? Or without about, about 70 about 70 million now they say by by 2040 it'll be around 200 million uh, people that need a chair and don't have one that the global population you know when it when it, when we reach closer to 10 million 
um, the percentage of the population that has a disability will double from what it is now. It'll be, it'll be about 2 billion people instead of 1 billion people. And that's, that's because of aging, basically, and also, and also accidents. Um, you know, so you, you have more older people than, you know, older people need assistive technology, wheelchairs, hearing aids, and so on. Um, yeah, so that, that portion of the population will, will really grow quite a lot. And we, you know, we, we see that, honestly, I'm, a, I'm an MBA, like I'm a business person, right? So this is, uh, this is both like an important humanitarian thing to do and a terrific business opportunity, right? None of the big competitors that you're talking about in the US that we're gonna, you know, maybe make a little unhappy, none of those companies want to go make a great product that sells for $500 in Colombia because they just end up looking really dumb. You know, like, hey, wow, why can you make a product that's just about like the one that you make in the US and you sell it for $500 in Colombia and $5,000 in the US? That's so weird, you know? Like, they just look stupid. So, but we're totally excited to do that. And, um, and the great news is that that comes back good news for Americans as we're, as we're selling, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 units a year for all, you know, for all these markets. Now we've got really cool things that we can offer for really affordable prices direct to consumers in the US. And that helps everybody because the price of doing business, working in medical equipment is more expensive than ever. Yeah. Um, there's so many factors. I mean, you have, it really helped. It's, it trickles down and helps people in a variety of ways. Yeah. So by you doing this, it's a benefit to everyone involved that's in the industry, out of the industry, you know, loosely associated with it. It really does benefit everybody. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited about it. Very good, man. Thanks. Would you have anything else uh, that you need to share? Is there anything else you're involved with you want to talk about? I, I mean, that's really the thing. I hope I hope people will visit our Indiegogo campaign. There's a we've got sure. a really cool little animation video. They can kind of learn a little bit more about you know what this product does. Um, you can actually see some some animations, um, you know, like from our from our CAD drawings, and there's like all these cool parts that move, and you can see the animations right. and how the product you know folds and so on. Um, yeah, so I hope people will go over there and check it out, get some get some of the cool you know rewards for backing the campaign. Right. And uh, yeah, we're we're at about we're at about two thousand dollars now, and by the end of February, we need to to blow totally past our goal. Our goal is ten thousand. So we we really you know at this point we really need to support. We're kind of we're kind of you know it's crowdfunding, and we're calling yeah. the crowd. Hey, crowd, come on, get in on this cool thing. So we hope people will come on. Well, I'll um I'll get the link and I'll share it uh, awesome. with everybody when we Thanks. write the blog and everything and send this out to the radio. Um. I, I listen, I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm excited what you're up to. I believe in the project and I can't wait to see it come to fruition. Keoki, yeah. thank you so much for coming on Gratitude Unfiltered. Thank you, sir. I, I really, I mean, it's my great pleasure to see you again. It's great to see you again. I'll, I, we'll see each other in person soon, I'm sure. Awesome. I look forward to it. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Keoki King, everybody. What's up, Instagram Live? How you guys doing? So I experimented today and went live on Instagram too, just to, for the heck of it, because I'm still trying to figure out how Instagram works. Um, anyway, but that was really cool. And again, I'm very passionate about fighting for people with complex disabilities. And if this uh, is able to make a difference in people's lives and this, this, this is going to disrupt the industry for the better, that's exciting for me uh, just because I've seen some of the horror stories that happen in that industry. And, um, you know, it's good. I, I really think that it's good for all of the crazy stuff that's happening in the world. It just seems like there's also some really cool change that's starting to happen. People are starting to wake up to different things. They're starting to realize that maybe we're not so different after all. Um, and I think that that's a good thing. But the reason why I wanted Kaoki to come on is because not enough people talk about 
people that are that have ALS or muscular dystrophy or the people that are actually caring for them and their families. Like it has a dramatic effect on people that if you have not experienced it yourself, I'm telling you right now, it is hard. It's hard to watch. MS to me sticks out really bad because MS seems to happen to people that are really strong, like really powerful people. And, and then they get this just monster. And the way it affects them, it, it, and even mentally, it's just so hard to watch that. And you know inside they're going, I'm better than this. I can do this. I can do that. And then it's it, you see the fight in them still, but their body is not fighting with them. It's heartbreaking to see somebody that was a, I remember, I'll remember this guy for the, till the day I die. He was a football coach in this really small town in Oklahoma. He got bucked off a horse and ended up becoming a spinal cord injury. And um, he was using a mouth control power wheelchair like Christopher Reeves. That's what we, that's what I supplied for him. I remember just like, I, I only knew him from being in the wheelchair, but when I would see old video of him coaching, or see pictures of him. This is strong, powerful man, and now he's in a, you know, a sip and puff power wheelchair, which basically means with breath, he, he's controlling the, the movement of the wheelchair. That's hard. And then his family, like his, you think about the dynamics of the wife. She's got this stud muffin husband, you know, and like whatever. They just have a great relationship. And they're used to going on dates and they're used to dancing. They're used to going out and kicking it in the backyard and having drinks. Like they're used to a certain life. And now all of a sudden she's having to change his diaper. It's, 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 it. How do you deal with that? Like I dealt with it indirectly, but I wasn't like the one changing the diapers. It, it's, it's, it's tough. And so like, I just have so much love and appreciation for those people that are affected by disabilities because frankly, there's a lot of people affected. It's not just the person that's disabled. It takes a, it takes a community, it takes a village. And for the moms especially, or even the fathers that are caregiving alone, the people that, you know, that, that they're a single parent, I've heard more cases of a mom or dad leaving after their child became disabled or they were born with cerebral palsy, then they bail. And this mom is taking care of, or the dad, mom or dad's taking care of this child alone. You're talking every single need. There is no break. And then a lot of people do not know about the services that are available for them. They don't know that there's funding sources available for them. That's hard. I mean, so they're fighting, they're scrapping, they're using their credit cards to pay for everything. And there's no, like, they don't know that there's relief because no one tells them. No one says, hey, here you go. And sure, there's, there's sometimes there's case managers at the hospital that's meant to help, but it doesn't always work out that way. It's something that people take for granted. And that's why it's important to me to talk about these kind of things because there's a lot out there, there's a lot of services out there available that people don't even know about. The same way with mental health, the same way with HIV, the same way with, um, you know, I mean, even the homeless organizations. There's so many causes and resources available for, available for people that, they, that they do not know are available. 
And this is one area of my life that I want to bring attention to because it's needed. Because one, one day, whether you are affected now or not, you will know somebody or you will be affected directly or indirectly by somebody that is disabled because accidents happen. And you need to know that there's resources available out there for you. And um, so that's why I wanted him on the show. So anyway, thank you guys so much for joining the show today. Thank you for your comments. I'm sorry I didn't really interact with you guys today. Um, but thank you, Facebook. Thank you, iHeartRadio. Thank you, PSTV. Thank you, Spotify. Thank you, Stitcher. Thank you guys for supporting the show. On Saturday, we get to film the very first version of the show in front of um, real cameras and real lights and all that stuff. And I am extremely grateful that I will be filming in San Diego where this show started. And I'm really, really excited about it. So God bless you guys. I love you. I appreciate your support and I'll see you soon. Thanks.